Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 315 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, and two brothers that have an IMDB page, Scott. Scott, say hello. <laughs> Hello, and wait, what? We have an IMDb page, dude. <laughs> what? Wait, I, I had no idea. When did this happen? Well, remember when I said I had a surprise for you and I just figured it out about three minutes ago? Yes. So I just happened to go on Google and I don't know if anybody does this, <laughs> but I will admit I just Google searched myself. Oh, I see. You were vanity searching. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, I just did that. And it says Jeffrey Toon IMDB. And I'm like, what? I'm not a DB. <laughs> There's only one F, one R, one Y. And the last name is Toon. It's got to be me. <laughs> Whoa. Sure enough, it was because of the toys that made us. So I was like, oh, I wonder if Scott has an IMDB. Sure enough, Scott has an IMDB. So anyways. I cannot wait to put this into the group chat at work tomorrow. I'll be like, guys. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> do you want me to send you the screenshots? Yes, please. All right, I will do that. That's incredible, dude. I had no idea we have an IMD. Oh my gosh. That is re- so ridiculous. I was laughing so hard, dude. <laughs> when I called you, I had just got done laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I took a screenshot and I sent it to Celeste and she's like, dude, what? I was all, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> when do they issue us assistance? I could go for a, a Starbucks right now. Do we get kickbacks for this? I mean, like, are we part of the, uh, what's the, not the National? The Screen Actors Guild? S- thank you, Screen Actors Guild. Are we part of this now? These are the questions we need answers to. I know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> dude, we should go to, like, the movies, uh, the movie awards. Which one's that? Uh, the Oscars? Oscars. We need to go to the Oscars and just show our IMDb page and be like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on like a laminated little card walking around like Wayne and Garth. That's exactly what I was thinking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, this dude. is great. Anyways, I had to. Uh, I couldn't wait to tell you I was going to do it after I did the reads at the beginning. But I was like, I can't wait. I got to fit this in somehow at the beginning. Man, and here I paid my way into Ghost. I could have just gotten in with my IMDb credentials. I don't think it would have gone that far, dude. Maybe, if, maybe when you purchase the tickets for Jackass next Friday, I don't think it would work for Ghost, though. Yeah. Oh well, we'll try next time. But yeah, speaking of Jackass, you and I have a bro date next Friday. Hell yeah, dude! This is probably the most excited I've been to go to the movies since the first Avengers movie came out, or maybe since Jackass Three. I'm hoping I don't wake up early 
like I did to, for the Transformers when Dad took me. <laughs> and then I fall asleep during the movie. No, I did. See, now, <laughs> nowadays there's energy drinks. And before we go, we're cheersing a bang. We're going to down that SOB and we're going straight to Jackass 4, dude. Agree. Agree. I'm going to have a Red Bull in the cup holder of my uh, movie seat. So the theater we're going to, it's at 7 p.m. next Friday. Mm-hmm. The Tracy Theater is the one we're going to. This is the one with the the reclinable seats. They're big, full leather recliner seats. Okay. Super, super plush. Super, super comfortable? Yes. Oh, no. I may yep. fall asleep. No, no, no. You won't because I'm going to bring a baby alligator with me. And if you start to fall asleep, I'm going to have it bite your nipple. But I'm not going to tell you which nipple. It'll just be a surprise. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this, man. Yeah, it, look, it's it's the end of an era with Jackass, right? They've all said this is their last one. Like, Johnny Knoxville legitimately cannot do any more stunts. Like, he's done. He physically cannot do them. So this is definitely the last, unless, you know, they bring in another team of dummies to do what they've been doing for so many years. Like, this is the next generation of Jackass. They could do something <laughs> like that, but I don't want them to. They'll, You know, I want to see him right off into the sunset horseback and just be done with the whole franchise and just make it go out with a bang. I am so excited. I have seen with you after next Friday, I would have seen number one, two, and three with you in the theaters. Now we'll be seeing number four together. I cannot wait. It's like the tradition continues and the tradition will end End. next Friday. And that's game over for Jackass. I am so excited. I cannot wait, dude. Sad it's going to be the end, but super excited to see how they finish it. Can we bring drinks in? Or do we have to shove them down our pants? We have to shove them down our pants. Uh, oh, dude, that's going to be hella cold. Shrinkage. Well, I know. And I mean, I've been to that theater a lot and I go into the Red Bull and my pants are going to be like, that's not you. Take the Red Bull out of your pants, sir. <laughs> we know <laughs> you. You have an energy shot. Yeah. Oh, that could work. A little five-hour energy could probably, that might work. Well, do you know that they make bang energy shots? Oh, that's right. They do. I have seen those. Yeah. I saw, I think 7-Eleven had those at one point, but I haven't seen them there lately. Yep. Yep. By the way, how are you doing, man? You doing good? I'm good. Uh, we went and saw a ghost this past week. Shannon had a meet and greet with Papa. Um, I don't know which Papa this was, or Papa even Ger- if his name is Papa. Papa Dijonar, G- the like the pan crust take and bake pizza? No, that's De Janeiro. De Janeiro. Oh, it's not Papa De Janeiro? No, it's not Papa D. It's, no, it's definitely not that. Okay. Okay. I don't. I think it's. See, I'm afraid if I guess, Shannon's gonna be like, "You're a dumbass," because <laughs> I'm sure she said which one it was like numerous times. Uh huh. But you know, typical husband. White noise in the background. Blah blah blah. Ghost stories. Just kidding, babe. Love you. Uh, so <laughs> Shannon had her meet and greet with Papa. It went really well compared to last time. Luckily, there was plexiglass up between the guest and Papa himself. So Shannon was not able to step on his foot, breaking the fine tradition of meeting the lead singer of Ghost and stepping on his foot. Ah, damn it. So the streak was broken. Granted, it only happened once. But uh, she said she actually chatted him up. Uh, He looked at her nails because she had them painted specifically with like ghost colors for his vestments or something. Okay. Um, She knew what it was all about. I don't judge. She loved (laughs) it. She had a great time. She was on cloud nine. Basically, she's been on Cloud9 all week. Ghost put on a hell of a show. And for the first time ever for me as a concert goer, I was at the first show of a tour. I've never been at the first show of a tour. 
There was a technical uh, difficulty. I told you about it before the show. I won't go into it here. It was hilarious. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. But if you have a chance to go see Ghost, highly suggest them. Highly suggest them. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time, man. We did. We really did. Reno apparently on Mondays and Tuesdays is a ghost town. It was like watching that zombie flick with Batista in Vegas. If you saw that one. No. Okay. He did a zombie movie. I think Zack Snyder, the guy that did Justice League. Um, or half of Justice League, whatever. He directed that movie. And basically they go into this Las Vegas part casino thing and it's all overridden with zombies. But it's like a ghost town at first when they go in. That's what Reno was like. And I was like, ooh, this is creepy. Like there was hardly anybody in the casino. Just nobody around. And I'm talking between Circus Circus, Silver Legacy, and El Dorado, like ghost town. So it was really weird. But we still made the best of it. We had a great time. Good, man. I'm happy you guys had a good time. Thank you. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, have you gotten any toys lately? I have not, but I had a weird charge today come across my bank account from Target in the amount of $23.89. Uh oh. That sounded weird to me. Then I remembered that when I pre ordered my Outback figure from Target, I had a $5 coupon that brought the grand total down to $23.89. Okay. So typically when they charge a card, the shipping of the figure is right behind. Mm-hmm. So I think Outback's on the way. But outside of Outback, no, I have not purchased anything. No figure purchases. Again, we're in dance season, right? All the way up until beginning of July. So I have to be super selective. I can't just go buy and stuff. I had to re-up my PlayStation Plus membership for the year. That was 60 bucks. Uh, Outback came out. So got to pump the brakes a little bit. Be chill. Although I have seen that Fisto is starting to pop up at stores. He is. So that is going to be the last and I mean it this time, damn it. The last Motu figure I'll be purchasing. When I see Fisto, I will buy Fisto. Dylan from Wrestling Figure Database reached out and he's all, does Scott want Battle Cat? It's only 11 bucks. Okay, so the Battle Cat that I think he saw was the one from the, um, oh gosh, what did they call it? Classics or whatever it is. The remastered. It's not Revelations. Oh. I saw that Battle Cat at Target, or not Target, at Walmart the other night. And yeah, it was like $11 on clearance or something. It might have been on sale, but I think it was on clearance. But that's the Battle Cat from the the relaunch of the classic one. It's not Revelations. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because the Battle Cat from Revelations was 40 Easy pass for me. So you're going to pick up Fisto? Yes. I if, When I see Fisto, I will pick up Fisto. It's funny, too, because wrestling fans are taking pictures of wrestling pegs. Hey, here for five minutes if you guys need anything. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. In the comment section, everybody's like, hey, has Fisto come out yet? Actually, I saw somebody was taking a picture of AEW figures on the pegs. And in the background, like, or on the shelf, there was a Fisto. And I was like, oh, dude. Oh, dude, what? Yeah, somebody actually, they were snapping a picture of AEW figures and Fisto was right there. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool looking, too. I like that figure a lot, but it's definitely on the list. Um, I did see that the Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt Ultimate Editions have dropped. A lot yes. of people were getting those this week. Cool looking figures. Uh, passes for me, but great looking figures. I do want the Alexa Bliss. I think that one looks great. I like that you can do multiple Alexas with it. I like yes. that you know you can go old Alexa, and then you can go new crazy Alexa. That That's a really, really cool idea by Mattel. I like that you can go both eras with it. Soda Hunter is going to be in on the hunt on that one, man. It was funny, dude. Celeste and I head out to Vacaville. So what we do is usually around her birthday, we usually head out to the outlets out there. And we usually pick up some gifts for her, some clothes, you know, new new wardrobe, all that stuff. Ooh, did you go to the all-you-could-eat sushi place? We didn't go there. We went to Fenton's, though. Ooh, good choice. So Fenton's is right across the way from the all-you-can-eat sushi place. If you guys don't know what Fenton's is, if you watch the movie Up... Fenton's is in that movie. So it's a ice creamery place that also has hella good crab sandwiches. You know, it's it's basically a nice little diner type thing, but with hella good ice cream. Yeah, it's basically a, a an ice cream shop first, but it's huge. And then they also have diner food. Yeah, burgers, stuff like that. But nobody goes there for diner food. Everybody mm-hmm. goes for the ice cream, specifically the caramel. It's amazing. Well, we go with the black and white, which is chocolate ice cream, or sorry, yeah, chocolate and vanilla with this like chocolate drizzling and then marshmallow fluff and then a marshmallow drizzle as well. Hmm. Oh, dude. Oh, hmm. man. Yeah. If I was a fan of marshmallow, I would probably be all about that. You don't like that, huh? No, I am not a marshmallow fan, but it's funny you mentioned that because we were actually out in the city last weekend and we came across an ice cream place and Peyton found a toasted marshmallow sundae that Ooh. she went crazy over. She loved it. So she may enjoy that black and white with you next time we go, but I'm all about their caramel sundae. So we head out there and we park the car and Celeste goes, I've got a little bit of a headache. And I was like, don't you have headache medicine in your car, in the glove compartment of your car? She goes, no, I don't. I was like, huh? All right. So we start walking around and she starts kind of like grabbing her head, kind of like just kind of massaging the temple and stuff like that. And I was like, let's go get you headache medicine. And she goes, no, let's just continue shopping. I said, no, here's the situation is the more we walk around, your head's going to get worse. Your headache's going to just start pounding and you're, it's going to get worse. And I said, and then you're not going to have a good time. You're just want to go home. It's best we go look for headache medicine. There's a target right down the way. She goes, you just want to look at figures. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, well no. played, dude. Well I was played. like, no, we need to get you headache medicine so this doesn't escalate. Yeah, I have your best interests at heart, dear. So we start driving and we found a Walmart. And I was like, oh, I never knew this Walmart was over here as many times as we've been out here. So we drive into the Walmart and we start walking and the Walmart's laid out differently. Like, you know how most Walmarts you can kind of navigate your way through? Yes, because you've seen Walmarts like it. And so you kind of know where everything is. Exactly. Well, this one was just completely different. Like you walk in, you hang a right and you're at the toy section. Like Whoa, usually the, that's convenient. Right? Usually the toys are middle back. Yeah. This was directly to the right. And then they had this like whole deli section. They were making sandwiches and hot lunches. And Whoa. Dude, I I know, right? Of course, I go to the toys and they were flooded with these series of Otis, Candace. I mean, just flooded. Like they had, they had 
pegs and pegs of those figures, right? No distribution issues here. <laughs> so I was like, okay, they don't have anything. Let's go get you your headache medicine. And Celeste goes- Oh, so wait, 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 hold on. Let's pause the story real quick. Okay. You left to go to Walmart to get her headache medicine. Right. Instead of going to get the medicine right off the bat, you stopped and looked at the toys first. Well, it's a different laid out Walmart, dude. I, I didn't understand it. Just happened to stumble to the toys, you know? That's <laughs> okay. how it happened. That's how it happened. I'm buying your story. I'm, I'm liking you. what I'm hearing. I appreciate it, man. Yes. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad somebody on this one. I'm glad somebody is. So <laughs> as we're walking away, Celeste goes, did you see the bottom shelf of figures right there? And I look and it's another Candace, another Otis. And so I kind of looked to the side and there was a warlord sitting there. And I was like, holy crap. Scott needs a warlord. That rush of like, I found something, even though I have it already. And I've got two of them, one to open, one to keep in the package. But Scott needs it. And that was that was like the first thing that went through my head. It's like, Scott needs it. So I picked that up for you. That's awesome. Thank you, dude. I did want that figure. I just haven't lucked out and found him yet. So when you texted me with that, I was like, yes. So then we went and got the headache medicine. We were there a total of 10 minutes, but uh, headache medicine worked. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, and then we went back shopping, and then that was it. Nice. So a warlord and headache medicine. That is a successful Walmart trip. Right. Uh, saw that somebody was dropping something off on my porch. It was a Target box. I opened up the box, and it's Bob Wharton with the boxing gloves. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't even remember pre-ordering this, but this is awesome. Nice. That's a cool gift. Then I get another Target box later in the week, which I didn't know about. I was like, oh, cool, another Target box. This is great. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Mailman. Keep dropping these things off. This is great. Yeah, it's not even April yet. It's not my birthday, but thank you. So I pop open the box, and on top is a hurricane. I was like, oh, I already picked up the hurricane. Huh. And then I move the second figure, and I see Jake. And I was like, okay, moment of truth. Is it the variant, or is it the regular? Move it to the side. It's the regular. But I'm okay. Like, I always say, like, the chase isn't that, isn't that big to me. It's just, if I get it, cool. If I don't, I'm good. Yeah, you're not going crazy over it. Right, right. So, anyways, that's the latest from over here as far as picking up figures. Scott, we got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Retros went back up on Mattel Creations this past Friday. Hopefully you guys picked them up. We're recording early, so hopefully we got them as well. But they went on sale this past Friday. It was Mean Gene, Mr. T, Roddy Piper, and Cowboy Bob Orton. Fingers crossed tomorrow, Scott, we get these. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. I've kind of become accustomed to maybe missing out on things here and there. But uh, keeping my hopes up but not holding my breath. It's like one of those things like, if I get them, cool. If not, well, crap. It would be like the second wave of retros. Maybe I'm not jumping in the pool on those. Speaking of Up, did you know that Fenton's was in the movie Up, Scott? <laughs> That's where we went and had ice cream on Saturday. And if you'd like to know more about Up, head on over to their IMDb page. And while you're there, <laughs> type in Scott Toon or Jeffrey Toon and read all about us. That's J-E-1-F-1-R-1-Y. Last name Toon, T-O-O-N. Coming at you. You're a big deal now. Uh, dude, I don't know if you know this, but not, not only am I a famous podcaster, but I have my own IMDb page. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to yell security and somebody's actually going to show up. <laughs> like, yes, sir. 
Dude, I cannot stop laughing about this. That's great. I'm hella going to go to it right when we're done recording. I'm going to send it to Shannon. And as soon as I get to work tomorrow morning, it's going to the guys. <laughs> Scott, let's move over to Chella Toys. They had a huge signing. Huge. Huge. Axe and Smash Demolition Retros were announced. Axe will have the silver and black face paint. He'll have the leather chaps and the leather vest with mask accessory per Brian Tipping's excellent artwork. Smash will have the same accessories. Smash will have the yellow and red face paint going on. So, Chella Toys coming through with Axe and Smash celebrating 35 years of demolition. They look fantastic. The only question I have is, because we know that Dynamite Kid came with a removable cape, are the chaps and the vest removable? Per the artwork, and maybe there's something in the comments that I missed, but per the artwork, there is nothing about the removable chaps and vest. Okay. They look great with it. And, you know, for playability purposes, I don't know if you want that on them, because I've always said that I'd rather have the guys that I'm wrestling with in the ring to not have their ring entrance gear on. But for display purposes, beautiful job on these figures. I love that they come with the masks too. Great touch. Great touch. Also sticking with the British wrestling icons, they announced Adrian Street. And I have to be honest, and I should have done homework. I do not know who Adrian Street is, but... No, you know, that's not true. You're not. You're maybe not familiar with a lot of his matches. Okay. But you and I read a lot, a lot of wrestling magazines in the mid '80s through, gosh, the late '90s. And in those '80s magazines, Jeff, you definitely saw Adrian Street. They would put in little pinup posters of him. They would have articles about him. You definitely knew who this guy was back in the '80s. Guaranteed. You saw articles with him in it. Okay, was he wrestling for like world class? Was he wrestling for AWA or anything like that? Or was he just, or was it like overseas news type thing? Well, he was overseas, but he did do some wrestling in the States. I don't remember what promotions he worked for. I'm not a historian by any stretch, especially when it comes to Adrian Street. I just know reading about him in the 80s. He was a flamboyant. Like I saw him and I'm like, oh, this guy kind of reminds me of Adrian Adonis, you know, because he was flamboyant. He had the makeup on the whole bit. But not as overweight as Adrian was, you know, later Adrian Adonis when he was doing the whole WWF gimmick thing. Um, when he dyed his hair blonde reminded me of Adrian Adonis, but I definitely remember reading articles about him and he had a valet with him. Was it miss Linda? That's on you, dude. Yeah. He had a valet with him all the time too. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember reading articles about Adrian street. So then when I saw the news that they were making a figure of him, I'm like, Oh cool. Like, that guy definitely is, as Breaker would say, toyetic in his look. And then you look at the drawing by tipping and you're like, oh, dude, nailed it. Like, that's totally Adrian Street. Adrian Street will have the red robe, will have the traditional Adrian Street tattoos, purple, blue, and green face paint, red and black feathers in the hair. So that will be part of their British wrestling icons line. All right, Scott, you ready for Prestige Worldwide? This is, my, this is probably going to be my favorite part of the news. Because of that joke. <laughs> I put that out on a, tw a tweet as well. <laughs> Prestige worldwide. 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 
I'm joking. It's Relativity Worldwide, which is Greg Gagne's venture that he is doing with wrestling figures now. Relativity Worldwide just signed their first family to their wrestling figure line, and it is the Rougeau family. Jacques Rougeau messaged out, best news ever. I just signed with Omega American Figurine Company, where the Rougeau family will be immortalized with all members. There will be my great uncle Eddie, my uncle Johnny, my father Jacques, my brother Raymond, my brother Armand, and myself. Been starting the negotiations since Christmas, and then it's been signed. Thank you, Greg Gagne from the state of Minnesota for capturing our family. Figurines will be sold across the planet. That's awesome. So we're finally going to get, because look, that's awesome. The whole family's getting figures, but I think most of the people listening to this show are going to be most excited about finally getting Rougeau brother figures. And you get to put Jacques and Raymond together. What was their tag team name? I believe it was the All-American Boys. Or the Rougeaus. You could put the Rougeaus together. How about that? There you go. So... Relativity worldwide, Rougeaus and hoes. I see what you did there. <laughs> Stick, <laughs> sticking with the stepbrothers theme. Yes, thank you. You know, every single time that we talk about relativity worldwide, we're not going to be able to get through without saying prestige or something like that or stepbrothers it's, reference. It's got to happen. It's got. I'm hearing pan. Is it pan? I'm hearing pan. pan Hello, pan. pretty lady. <laughs> anyways relativity worldwide signed their very first family I'm, okay let's go let's see what the figures look like i can't wait for this so there were several versions of the rougeau brothers right when they first broke in they were pretty basic it was like black trunks black boots um eric bischoff would have had no idea how to market them they were pretty basic looking it was just a basic tag team but then obviously you know they turned heel they hooked up with jimmy hart they became way more colorful and they had the blue and the yellow outfits so I'm wondering if we're going to get all versions of the Rougeau brothers in the WWF or it'll be their more famous blue and yellow look. Just kind of wondering what we're going to get. And can they even do a Mountie? I don't see why not because if Chella's doing demolition. You see, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. We don't know what's covered and what's not under any type of agreement. So if they can do a Mountie, bring that too. Why not? Yep. Scott, that rounds out the news. We're going to switch it up this week. We're going to do a little change up this week. We're going to put the elites on hold. But technically, we are still covering elites. It's a little spoiler alert. So we will get into that. And we have a surprise end segment for you guys as well. So, Scott, what do you say we get into the nostalgia segment? Let's put a spotlight on it. Oh, way to give it away, dude. (laughs) I mean, come on. I said elite. You said put a spotlight on it. Oh, my God, dude. Well, it's not like I said network spotlight. Gosh. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's getting worse over here. Wait, you're going to edit this out, right? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, wait, we're still recording? Oh, Oh, crap. crap. Oh, we better get into it. Scott, before we get into what you spoiled, I didn't spoil anything. We want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com, head over to the WWE section, go to the Elite section, scroll all the way down to the Network Spotlight section, and what we did is we took the very first six figures that are on top of 
the Network Spotlight page on WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and follow along as Scott reads off the first six figures on that page at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what you got for Network Spotlight? Yes, sir. Mattel Elite Network Spotlight. The first figure we're highlighting today is AJ Styles. He was in his white WrestleMania 33 gear, and he was packaged with a white jacket accessory. Next up, Bailey, and Bailey's in her NXT Takeover Brooklyn 2015 gear, which, side note, Jeff, my favorite women's match of all time. It was Bailey versus Sasha Banks, where Bailey won the NXT title for the first time and only time. The perfect women's match ever. Yeah, my absolute favorite match of all time, women's. But second favorite match overall, number one being, of course, Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 3. Bailey came with entrance streamers, a cape, and Dusty Rhodes wrist gauntlets. Yep. Next up, the big boss man. He was packaged with a nightstick, handcuffs, sunglasses, and was in his traditional big boss man gear. Next up, we're spotlighting Dean Ambrose. He was in a black tank top and blue jeans was packaged with his Money in the Bank briefcase and the WWE Championship. Finn Balor, and he was in his gear from NXT TakeOver Dallas 2016. You may remember that. It was blue, black, and red. He had a chainsaw. And he was packaged with a headdress, coat, and chainsaw to complete his look. Did anybody else sing Fred Durst's, like, a chainsaw like that? But you, gotta, you gotta sing it like Fred Durst. Oh, like dude, he has that kind of, like, high... High-pitched. I, I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. Okay. We'll settle with what you did then. Okay. Way to half-ass it for the crowd, dude. You guys only get my best. <laughs> Man, you get on IMDb, suddenly you start thinking you're a big deal. I, I am, dude. I'm going <laughs> to screenshot it. I'm going to print it out, put it in a lanyard, and I'm going to walk around with my IMDb. Dude, that's a great way to pick up girls if I was single. <laughs> I'm going to walk around with my IMDb out. <laughs> Rock out with your IMDB out. Last up, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This was his traditional Hunter Hearst Helmsley look when he was full heel when he first debuted in the WWF. He came with a red jacket. He was wearing black tights. And he came with his walking stick. And Jeff, that rounds out the first batch of WWE Elite Network Spotlight. I was so tired today I added walking stick instead of cane. I'm calling it a walking stick. It's not as cool as the dragon walking stick. No, no, nothing as cool as that. Yes. So what did you think of the Network Spotlight figures when they came out in 2017, Scott? Loved the Bailey. That one is still, out of all of them, probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Boss Man was great. The AJ was good. I loved that they put him in his WrestleMania gear. That one was really good. Uh, loved the Finn Balor because, again, we've talked about Finn Balor demon figures. Mattel really has just, like, mastered the art of the Finn Balor demon figure. This right. one was no exception. It's an amazing figure. Probably my second favorite. Uh, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley is good. Overall, out of these first six that we talked about, from top to bottom, on a scale of 10, all six figures combined, I'm going like 7.8, 7.9, somewhere in that region. When these came out, did you go after them, or were you picking and choosing? Not really. I was more just picking and choosing. Uh, had to have the Finn, of course. Everybody had to have Finn Demon figures. And the Bailey, of course. Because back when these figures came out, Peyton was a huge Bailey fan. And being that that is my favorite women's match of all time, second favorite match of all time, 
it meant a big deal to me as well. So that is one that was definitely on the list of it has to be hunted. Gotta grab it as soon as we see it. So when these first came out, I want to say Bossman and Dean Ambrose or Hunter Hearst Helmsley were the first two to come out or something like that. I remember I found Bossman at Toys R Us in Dublin and there was a little kid that wanted the big boss man. And I was like, how do you know about big boss man, dude? You know, you weren't even born when he was alive. Like, how do you know? And he's like, Oh, I wanted the boss man. I've been on the hunt for that one. I really wanted it. So I remember I handed him the boss man that I had. Nice. Even though I had the original elite there, I still collect boss man figures. Like I'm looking forward to the new elite that's going to be coming out with him. Right. But I got it and I was like, here, go for it, man. This is all yours. And he's like, cool. Thanks. And he walked away. So ended up getting boss man later on. I forget where Hayward Toys R Us or something. Uh, skipped on the Ambrose. And I think I got Hunter, which when I get into the eBay listing, spoiler alert, I'm going to laugh. So we're going to have a low bar for the network spotlights. I think so. Yeah. The Hunter is nothing special, really. It's good, but it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Like they right. captured him well, but I don't want to say the figure's underwhelming, but you look at some of the other ones, especially like the Bailey or the Boss Man or the Finn Balor, and you're like, eh, it's okay. The AJ I really, really liked because it was his 33 gear. Yes, that's a nice touch. But they threw on that stoic head that originally came out with AJ back in 2016, 17. Right. Remember that stoic face they put on him? It was like, oh, come on, put an expression or something. Yes. Here. Yes. Well, because FTC had put out that AJ that had the facial expression on it. And we loved it. Yeah, it added so much to the figure. And then you get Mattel's version, and it's just like you said, that stoic AJ face. And it's like, well, man, I've kind of seen better. Like, this is almost kind of a letdown. So, yeah, with the with the spotlight, you're hoping maybe they go with a different... Nope, it was the stoic one again. You're right. Yeah. It could have benefited from a different, a different head scan. It's still a good-looking figure as far as gear-wise, like wrestling yeah, gear. for sure. But the Bailey and the Finn are just outstanding figures. Love the Bailey. Love the happy face she has. I know a lot of people made fun of that when it originally came out with <laughs> blow up doll Bailey. I wasn't going to say it, but oh, leave it to me. Oh yeah. But you know, I still love it. It's also special to me because that was the figure that Peyton got signed and you guys got up to meet Bailey and she signed the pop, the network spotlight and one other figure, I think. Yeah. We got her NXT elite signed. And we missed out on meeting Bailey. And so Peyton was like, here you go. And she just handed me the Bailey. So I have it in a protective case autographed over here. And right next to that is the Finn Beller that I got signed when you and I and Celeste went and met him out in San Jose. Yep. So for the record, she traded you the Bailey. She traded you her, her oh. signed for the unsigned. Because I actually, yep. like to my right inside of that WrestleMania 2 ring, I have all of her women signed figures that came out of her room when we moved her room. And that unsigned Bailey is there. But then I've got the NXT Elite Bailey signed. So yeah, she did a little trade with Uncle Jeffrey. Bailey for Bailey. <laughs> so I've got that figure up right to my left. I'm looking right at it. The Balor right next to it autographed as well. We've got some eBay listings. Let's go over them. AJ Styles with the white WrestleMania 33 gear. With the white jacket, last sold eBay listing was January 16th for $35. Bailey with the entrance streamers, cape, and the Dusty Rhodes wrist gauntlets, last sold eBay listing, January 24th for $19.90. That figure is way better than what eBay's given it credit for. 
Big Boss Man Nightstick Handcuffs Sunglasses, last sold eBay listing, January 25th for $27. Dean Ambrose Money in the Bank Briefcase WWE Championship, last sold eBay listing, January 5th for $39. Finn Balor with the headdress, the coat, chainsaw, last sold eBay listing, was yesterday, January 26th for $15.50. Goodness, that is a steal. That figure is amazing. Agreed. Agreed. Under twenty dollars for that? That was less than retail. Although I will say there were some other eBay sold listings. Now I only go by the last one that sold, but I will say that there were other ones where they kind of sold a little bit higher, like twenty four, twenty five dollars. Okay. Hunter Hearst Helmsley jacket with the walking stick cane last sold eBay listing January twenty fifth for eight dollars and fifty cents. Oof. Here's the funny part. One day prior, a loose one sold for like $18. And and let me kind of add to that. The shipping on the carded one was 6 or $7 and the loose one was like $3. So even with the 6 or $7. It was still cheaper. It was still cheaper. Okay, I don't get it. But wait, what's the low bar for the elites? It's Damien Sandow, right? It's Mizdow. Mi- yes, for... I, th- I thought he was $7. I'll have to go back and find the notes. Okay. I've got to write this down and keep it over. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. So Hunter doesn't take the cake. He does on not. On the low bar. Okay. Triple H dodged that one, man. Yes, he did. Yep. So that rounds out our nostalgia segment. Scott, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to switch it up. We're going to play commercials, but not the commercials that you guys are thinking. After these messages, we'll be right with rustling superstars. It's like having a real match right in your own home. There's Jimmy Superfly Snooka. The Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. And Big John Studd. And now you can fly them and flip them in the Swing them, Swing them Wrestling Ring. Rustling superstars and new wrestling ring each sold separately from LJN. So what you guys just heard was the original LJN commercial, the one that came out in 1984. Scott and I were trying to figure out how we were going to do this. We were going to do a watch along or whatnot, but I thought I'd play the commercial first and kind of tell you what you guys missed on this. You guys can always go on to YouTube and find it. Just type in WWF Wrestling Superstars LJN 1984 commercial and boom, it's right there. Just kind of a quick watch along and just some great memories. And it's crazy to think about too. We're almost at 40 years of how old the LJN line is. Can you believe that? 40 years. Like I'm 40, almost 48 years old. And this line is almost 40. Like that's just, when we first started, it was barely 30. And here we are, we're in 2022. This line is almost 40 years old. That's just... It really stands the test of time, doesn't it? Because people are still clamoring for these figures. They're grasping onto that nostalgia, the good feelings that they bring. And it's almost 40 years old. 1984. One of Van Halen's best albums, by the way. <laughs> but aside from that, it brought the LJN line to this day, just loved, cherished, especially by us. And I hope you guys enjoy the the quick little watch along, probably the fastest watch along you'll ever listen to. But you heard the audio, <laughs> and now we'll kind of fill in the visual parts of that commercial. So you have Hogan and Big John Stud. The figures. The figures grappling. But here's J- the best part. 
Jimmy Snuka just walks down the stairs like, picture the opposite of Al Bundy's house. And the stairs that walk down and then down another flight of stairs. That's where Jimmy walks down like he was just hanging out with one of the kids' moms upstairs or something like that. Because <laughs> he's in his trunks and yellow knee pads and he just comes walking down. But the best part is to kind of play off that. Jimmy raises his arms like he's about to do the splash. And then yes. he jumps. Like there's somebody laying down there that he needs to splash for some reason. No, he was splashing the couch, dude. It was nap time. Jimmy was tired, brother. He was splashing something else, I'll tell you. <laughs> allegedly, 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 he's never found guilty. But have you know? Did you notice they put in like the drums when they show yes. him on the landing and he throws up the "I love you" and he does the splash? They have like the drums going, and then you've got the kids at the coffee table by the couch, and they've got all the figures. They're playing figures. Yes, they've got Hogan. They've got Big John because the commercial starts out with Big John with Hogan in a headlock. Yeah, but what's crazy is these broke ass kids don't even have a ring. Yeah, oh, this coffee table will suffice as a ring. Those poor kids. So after Jimmy does the splash, they show the figure landing on Big John's stud. Yeah, it's like a cutaway from Jimmy doing the splash off the landing to a cutaway of his figure splashing stud. And then all of a sudden, like, there's these drapes, and here comes the Iron Sheik, and he has, like, he takes off his robe, like the Iron Sheik robe, and then they're playing Iranian music in the back. Yes, so they've gone from Jimmy Snooker's drums to now, like, Iranian music. What's up with these guys just getting undressed in this kid's house? Yeah, nobody thinks anything of these grown men in their underwear or long pants and no shirts jumping from the <laughs> drapes. No, this isn't frightening at all. This is completely random, but at the same time, it gets the message across of, like, I need to get these figures. Well, look, it was the 80s when a giant bowl of punch could come crashing through a wall, and that was completely acceptable. Oh, good point. Yeah, this giant red pitcher just kicked in my wall and came barging in, spilling his liquid everywhere. But it's cool. Come on in. Pour some of your Kool-Aid. We'll drink that. Kool-Aid man's such a dick. So one of the kids then has the Iron Sheik figure, which is cool. But then here comes Hulk Hogan, and he doesn't have on the 1987 title, but he doesn't have on the big green ugly belt that I really dislike, the boxing belt. He had the belt on that was between those. It was, a yes. very, it was almost similar to the TV title. Very much so, yes. But then again, Hogan comes busting through the door and rips off his shirt. And the music changes to like Superman music. Like dun 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 dun. Yes, exactly. So now we have three naked dudes and these kids in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows where the parents are at. Like Jimmy was just upstairs with mom. We don't know what happened to her. Vince McMahon showed up with a briefcase full of money. Suddenly Jimmy's off the hook. We don't know what's going on there. But Hogan comes in, and this is actually kind of cool in the commercial. So Hogan comes in and he flexes. He gives like that most muscular pose or whatever it is. But then they cut to the LJN and they kind of push his arms in and push him out. Like the rubber is just kind of. So like Hulk Hogan's flexing. Like they showed like these are somewhat posable. Like you can do a flex with Hogan. Exactly. Then they cut back to two of the kids, totally ignoring the three naked dudes. <laughs> Half, <laughs> Half naked, naked Jeff. Guy. Yes. In the back. They're just like, okay, go away, guys. This is None creepy. of them had their IMDBs out. None of them. Not until after filming. But then they announced Hogan's going to take on Big John Stud. But Big John Stud is never in the commercial. Nope. They announce Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Oh, the Iron Sheik. And then here's Hulk Hogan and Big John Stud. And, but Big John Stud's never in the commercial. Nope. Never shows up. Just his figure. Eventually, they cut back to a picture of the ring. Yes. 
Now, this is 1984. They're showing the ring, and they have Hogan, of all people, jumping off the top rope and splashing Iron Sheik. Yes, and then they show the flexibility of the ropes. They have stud, like you can basically twist the ropes around and then flip stud inside the ring tied up in the ropes. So studs in the ropes. Then Hogan comes flying across like somebody just kind of got their hands between the ropes with the figures and they pulled the ropes back and it just flung them at him. Yeah, it launches Hogan across the ring at the Iron Sheik and just completely wipes him out. Yeah, they're both eliminated from the Rumble. Yes, both are gone. Then they show the ring with the first series, which was Hillbilly Jim, Nikolai, Roddy Piper, JYD, Andre the Giant, Big John Stud, Hogan, Iron Sheik, and Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Surprisingly, no Andre in this commercial. Well, the Andre LJN is in the commercial. Well, the figure is, yes, but like Andre himself. Like why they chose Superfly, Hogan, and Iron Sheik over, say, Iron Sheik, Hogan, and Andre? Or Big John Stud, Andre, and Hogan. Well, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's kind of surprising that Andre wasn't in this commercial because he was perfect for kids, right? He was this larger, not that Hogan wasn't, but Andre was this larger, literally larger than life character, an actual giant. You'd think if you were going to market the figures to kids outside of Hogan, Andre would have been the next best choice. And he's not in the commercial. That's That was shocking to me going back and watching this. I'm like, dude, why no Andre? And you're right. They show his figure at the end, which coincidentally towers over all the other figures. They, For some reason, they put Andre on the floor with some of the other figures. And inside the ring, as you said, Jeff, Stud, Hogan, Sheik, and Superfly, Andre's not even inside the ring. Yeah. Big John Stud's not even in the commercial, and they put him on the, inside the ring. Yes, exactly. So... Kind of questionable choices, but uh, it's neat that outside the ring, Roddy Piper really is like front and center. Do you remember this commercial? Not very much. The one I remember more, and who knows, we may end up doing a watch along to it too, was the one where Macho Man opens up his entrance robe and he's got all of the Macho Man figures inside. And then Elizabeth kind of pops out the side and holds out hers. That's the commercial I remember more. More so because I was marking out that they were making Killer Bees figures. Oh yeah, good point that's like, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. They're making the Killer Beast. Coincidentally, spoiler alert, we never found them until many years later when you found them at Toy Safari in Alameda. Um, But I don't remember this one as much as I remember that next one. Like, this is a great idea because we can go back and appreciate these commercials. And I know Breaker, us and Breaker have riffed on the, the Hasbro commercials quite a bit. But correct me if I'm wrong, this would be the first US wrestling toy commercial. That, at least that I know of. As far as I know, there was nothing else before this. Yeah, exactly. Because the figures I knew before this were like the Popies. But yep. that was Japan. They wouldn't have had a U.S. commercial. This, as far as I know, was the first one. There are Remco commercials, which I would love to watch those because they had the Road Warriors in them. There's more LJN. I don't know. I think there was a Galoop commercial, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have to find it. Yeah, so this is kind of a cool little rabbit hole to jump down. But I mean, look, first one out of the gate, this one screams 80s. It's got that initial LJN assortment that we all know and love. It's just, it's super cheese. They've got these kids playing on a coffee table with their LJNs. Poor guys did not have a ring to throw their figures around in. And they've got Jimmy Snuka, Hogan, and the Iron Sheik tearing their house apart, taking <laughs> off their clothes. No parents to be found anywhere. <laughs> This is just insanity, and it's awesome. I love it for it. 
it's funny going back and watching at least this one because I do remember a couple others, but we'll get into those. I thought that would be a little fun, little mini watch along. Yeah, a little a jog down memory lane again. Nostalgia segment part two. And again, if you guys want, head on to YouTube and you can watch the commercial WWF Wrestling Superstars LJN 1984 commercial dash HD remaster. But if you guys just search WWF Wrestling Superstars LJN 1984 commercial, you'll find it right there. So that rounds out the show. We want everybody to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can find the card at loose prices of... Speaking of LJNs, LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. He's going to have to update it with the new retros that have come out. Yes, that's right. That's right. Those release tomorrow. Or when you're listening to the show, two days ago. Kayfabe, brother, two days ago. Oh, right. I'm sorry. It's got to stay in character. But we want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also check out our podcasting buddies, Breaker and Bane, of course, with the Power Hour going on over there. Um, I guess Venus and Bane are back at it again on the podcasting trail right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Venus is all about himself. He's so self and uh, self-absorbed. Man, he better recognize the talent that's next to him and Bane. Oh, I know, right? I don't know about this Venus character. Also, you can check out Breaker's side projects. You know it's fake, right? And TB Toycast with Travis and Breaker. And also check out Doing the Favor podcast. They have a wrestling show where they did a watch along with Steve from Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And they have a sports show that was interesting because Eric went all in on the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, I should say, about not letting Bonds in. Ooh. Yeah, I wish he would have had me on, too, because I would have had his back on everything he said. Because it was very well said. Well, look, you're a Giants fan. You were a huge Barry Bonds fan. Yes. You're from the Bay Area. So yes. there may be a little bias there, but completely understandable. <laughs> Dude, it was one of the greatest players I ever saw play. I completely agree with you. I, I also think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But look, this is not a baseball podcast. Ichiro's another one that I loved watching play, man. He... Ugh. He was so good. Well, I don't know if he's eligible yet, is he? No, no, not yet. Okay. He would, in my mind, he would be a first ballot. He's a first ballot Hall yeah, of Famer. Right sure. off the, yeah. The dude's 46 and I think he's still playing and hasn't announced his retirement yet. Something like that. Yeah. He, look, Wayne Gretzky just turned 61. Yes. He could still come back and score 30 goals. Oh, easily. Hands down. Ichiro Especially. could still hit 300 in the bigs. Gretzky with no two-line passing? <laughs> All day, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. And imagine if you turn off offsides. <laughs> oh, and you know, speaking of birthdays, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Steve Hoker. Yes, happy birthday, Steve. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say this on the last show. Our anniversary was this past week. Oh. Our, our six-year anniversary. <laughs> well, ha happy anniversary. Look at us forgetting our own anniversary. Yeah, our anniversary is close to Steve Hoker's birthday. Well, happy anniversary to us. And a very, very happy birthday to one of the nicest guys I've ever encountered, Steve Hoker. Yes, absolutely. Love that guy over there. Happy birthday to you, kind sir. But going back to Doing the Favor, we want you to check out their wrestling show and their sports show. And you can check that out on doingthefavor.com. Also, I mentioned him earlier. You can check out Steve over at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast as well. He does a fun retro show as well with his buddy, Eric. 
So check that out over at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve is one of my good friends, and I think highly of that man. At least as highly as the number two taqueria in Alameda. That's (laughs) well-deserved. It's delicious taqueria. It is actually delicious taqueria. By the way, uh, next time you come out to the Bay Area, apparently I have to take you to this new taqueria that's out here. It's called Viva La Mexico. Oh, I like it already. Uh, They have a California burrito. Oh. Apparently the California burrito is to die for. Okay, so I have mixed feelings on the California burrito, but if it's done right, I have very strong, positive feelings about the California burrito. Sometimes they put too many fries, and it makes it a little dry, and it takes away from like the sauces they might put in there. But when they do the fries just right, and the right amount of like avocado or guacamole, it's just magic. That makes sense. Yes. But check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also check out our good friends, Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick Foley Show. Justin, we miss you over here. We missed your question this week, but we will get to it next week. But in the meantime, you can listen to him at Wrestling Cheers. He was showing me his Danhausen collection. By the way, Danhausen released a VHS tape. What? Yeah, dude. I don't know if it actually plays or anything, but it's like... It comes with the cover, and it's got a VHS tape. It's cool, dude. That's awesome. I know. We need a fully posable VHS tape. I have no idea what we would put on there. I don't know either. Well, I know the VHS tapes I used to enjoy watching. They could be classified as fully posable. Oh. Not this podcast, though. Debbie Does Boats. Gotcha. That's the one. (laughs) But we want you to check out Wrestling Cheers. Check out our good buddy, RJ, over at Ringside Rant. Marty and Rucker do Boots to the Face. Fun show over there. They talk all things wrestling. You can check out Tim. He's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, you got Drunk Wrestling History. What is it? Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Eddie mans the Twitter over there. As you know, I'm not really on it anymore. But if you want to correspond with us, Twitter's the spot. Eddie's the dude doing all of the talking. This past week, we dropped an episode about our, or who we think, should go into the Hall of Fame next, uh, this, gosh, it's not next year anymore, it's this year. So if we had to do the paint-by-numbers format that is the WWE Hall of Fame every year, who would we induct? So we took all of their normal categories, we plugged in names, and did a show about it. Check it out. Might be some interesting choices on there that you may or may not agree with. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Uh, The people that should be in the Hall of Fame. Demolition. Spoiler alert, they're definitely on my list. They should be on everybody's list. Well, that was the thing is we tried to play it so that we weren't picking each other's picks. And Eddie knew immediately when we did a tag team part who I was going to be picking. So I think he would have picked Demolition if he was on his own. But he knew I was going to pick him, so he had to go somebody else. Was there anybody off the wall? Um, no. To the best of my record, because we recorded quite a while ago, I don't recall any crazy names that jumped out as like, what are you thinking? Okay. All right. So no Gilberg or something like that. No, nothing like that. Um, Maybe some names that you're like, oh yeah, they should totally be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe something more like that, but no crazy names. And, you know, of course, we have our celebrity, a wrestler who has passed, a tag team, a female. It's 
it's standard fare, your normal WWE Hall of Fame induction class, and we all just kind of plug in our own names. We had a lot of fun with it. It was a good show. All right. You can check that out at Drunk Wrestling History. Also, check out our good buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Head over to his website to get in touch with him. That website is Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. You can get in touch with him, commission him for some artwork. You can t- check out his chop shop where he has all of his custom Hasbro figures. He does amazing work. I've got my Legion of Doom proudly displayed in the man cave. I love those figures. DoyleDraws.com, D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. Get in touch with Jason Wolf and Jeff. That rounds out roll call. Uh, Scott, Mexican pizza is coming back, dude. Yeah, we're almost there. This year, I knew it was going to happen, too. It always happens during dance season. The first half of the year, it goes by so fast because the schedule is super full with stuff. So the months start to fall off. Look, we're almost through January already. The months are falling off. I'm getting closer to the Mexican pizza. I'm here in April. I can't wait. There's going to be several versions of it. I may have to take that month off work. I can't wait for your dance season to come along. (laughs) I'm going to need to participate in dance to lose all those calories from the Mexican pizza. <laughs> Are you going to just gorge yourself in Mexican pizzas like the first day it comes back? So I'm on episode two of the Boba Fett series on Disney. And okay. I'm, I'm on episode two and there's a scene in episode two where there's like 10 guys carrying two huts on this big platform. Okay. So it's, it looks like essentially like two Jabba the Huts. Come April... I'm going to need 10 people to carry me on a platform because I'm going to look like a job of the hut type from eating way too many Mexican pizzas. I thought you were going to say there were three dudes that just busted into your house that were half naked that just started wrestling. No, that was last weekend, but I paid good money for that. Oh, Scott four episode 315. Any, <laughs> anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fist life since 2016. (laughs) And happy toy hunting. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 315. Hashtag fist life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.